Hello, welcome back to the Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. I'm your host, Rich Cummins, and today I've got the distinct pleasure of introducing you guys to a very new concept, a new exciting project based on a book from the past. Uh, the pod, the, this podcast is going to be focused in on The Mulligan, a full-length feature film based on the book by the same name, which will be released in theaters nationwide come April of 2022. The Mulligan, an inspiring story about relationships, forgiveness, and priorities, featuring Pat Boone, Eric Close, Tanya Christensen, and Carmen Lee, with special appearances by PGA champion Tom Lehman. Joining me today are some great friends from the book and the movie itself, co-authors of The Mulligan, Ken Blanchard, and Wally Armstrong, along with executive producer of the film, Rick Eldridge. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it was a mouthful. Glad to have you. Let me, <laughs> let me tell my, uh, our audience here a little bit more about you guys individually, and then we're going to jump right in and just ask some questions about the movie. It's such an exciting thing. We all want to know more about it. It's based on, on grace and second chances, and we all can use more of that, and, and, <laughs> and our audience is just thrilled to know more. So first of all, I want to reintroduce our audience to our beloved Ken Blanchard. Many of you know him well. Ken is one of the most influential leadership experts in the world. He is the co-author of The One Minute Manager and the new One Minute Manager, as well as 65 other books. He and his wife, Margie, wow. co-founded the Ken Blanchard Companies, an international management training and consulting firm. He also co-founded Lead Like Jesus, a worldwide ministry helping people become Jesus-like leaders. Ken has received awards in management, leadership, and speaking. He teaches in the executive leadership program at the University of San Diego and holds a PhD from Cornell University. <clears throat> Joining Ken is his co-author with the Mulligan, Wally Armstrong. Wally is a former PGA touring pro, a lifetime PGA tour member, best-selling author, beloved golf instructor, a godfather or grandfather, <laughs> and probably a godfather too. A godfather too. <laughs> there you go. A champion of golf for kids and so much more. As of April 2022, Wally will also be known as a movie actor when the Mulligan, based on his best-selling book with Ken Blanchard, re re releases in theaters. Along with and Ken. There's so much more to say about Wally. Let's, let's move over to Rick for now. He's the executive producer of this project. With more than 35 years in the entertainment business as a musician, producer, director, and entrepreneur, Rick Eldrick makes projects happen. Whether sports programming whether it be live production, animated series, or feature films, Rick's been involved in every facet of creative development and production management in the entertainment industry. He's been involved in a lot of, a lot of projects, a lot of movies, a lot of things that you're probably very familiar with. So again, very excited to have these guys on the podcast. And let's just jump right in. So Ken, how did you stumble into this Mulligan story? Well, I stumbled <laughs> in it because I met Wally. <laughs> uh, met Wally for uh, for uh, Reagan, uh, uh, you know Mike Reagan. Our, Mike Reagan, one of our uh, lead like Jesus folks, and and he was telling me that he had started a, a Mulligan Golf Club, and I said Mulligan Golf Club, what's that all about? He said, well, it's about second chances, you know, because Jesus is the greatest Mulligan of all time, and I said, oh my God, what a fabulous concept! We should write a book about that. 
<laughs> so Wally and I met down at Callaway Gardens for a couple of days and and uh, worked through the book and the story. And then I went out to California to try to wrap it up and got sidetracked and all. But uh, well, I got a call from uh, from Tom Case, who organizes this golf outing for faith-based people every year that I usually speak at. He said, Ken, you got a new book that we can share with the people? I said, yeah. Wally and I are doing a book called The Mulligan. He said, well, great. I, I need it in two weeks, and I hadn't even written, <laughs> written a word. So I bowed my head and I said, "Lord, you got to write this beauty." And uh, so, in two weeks, I had a first draft that we shared with them, and and uh, so it was. It's really been exciting to to work with Wally on this because he's one of the best, uh, most wonderful faith-based people I've ever met, and and the Mulligan was his idea. And then when Rick got a chance to read the book. He said, man, we got to make a movie out of this. <laughs> so it's a, been a whole series of godlike events, don't you think, Wally? <laughs> Absolutely. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, Wally, what's it been like to work with Ken? Jeez, I know he's my, he's my idol, man. I love that guy. And uh, he's so inspiring to me and everyone he touches. Um, we've just had such a great relationship the last 15 years since we, uh, we first met up in uh, Chicago and started thinking about this great book. Um, and so easy to work with. We, we, I've loved every time, every minute we've had together. He's, he's a great storyteller and a great joke teller. Got lots of those from his dad, which I love hearing the stories. Um, but I think just the, the whole concept of the mulligan, the, the whole concept of how Ken has been able to really flow it into a story. Of course, that's his whole, whole, uh, you know, way of working with these stories is 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 bringing these concepts of lead like Jesus or business concepts into stories. And so he was a master writer of this, uh, and it was been so much fun as we took it out to different groups, like the group at Pine Valley, and then we did another group at his uh, club in Skinny Atlas with some ladies to get feedback on the manuscript. Um, I took it out to St. Ives out in uh, St. Louis and did it with some men there. So we really had a lot of people uh, that gave us their input to create the story. So Rick, you actually got a copy. You read a copy. What was it about this book that drew you in that you just knew you had to take it to a wider audience, take it to the theater? Well, you know, I, I'm a, I've always been a golf nut anyway, but uh, the first movie that I produced uh, as, a, as a filmmaker uh, was a movie called Bobby Jones, Stroke of Genius, which uh, continues to play on the Golf Channel every time it rains, which, uh, so we pray for rain every time there's a tournament. Uh, I make money that way. But uh, so it's been, uh, you know, about 20 films since then. And um, uh, along the way, I'd gotten this book and... Uh, you know, read it, loved it, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I kept it on myself thinking I got to do something with this someday. And um, guy that worked for me uh, as a production manager, uh, he and his wife were invited uh, up in the mountains with uh, uh, her former college roommate and uh, their family. And uh, so she goes up and meets with a, a fellow named Chris Bird, is, who's the, the dad of, of uh, you know, the, the, the girl there. And as they're talking and my guy, Jonathan, who worked for me was there and uh, they got to know each other. And uh, Chris Bird, who worked with the Arnold Palmer half and half uh, you know, drink company and was a good buddy of Wally's said, uh, you need to give this book to your, 
to your boss. He might want to do this movie. And uh, so I got a call when Jonathan got back from vacation and he had this book he wanted to meet when he talked to me about. And so we had coffee and he laid this book on the table and I said, well, I know this book and I know Wally. So we talked a minute about it and talked about Chris and the time he'd had. The next day I'm on a plane to Orlando because I have a home in Orlando as well. And so, you know, I get there and I meet a buddy of mine and we go out to Winter Park 9, which is kind of a local place that we play golf a lot. And uh, just as I'm walking off the tee, here comes Wally walking up <laughs> right there. And uh, so this book was just a God thing, just like, you know, Ken just said, it was a God thing that this thing got birthed and literally got dictated in two weeks so that they could take it to an event. Uh, in the same way, I think God put all of us together and said, it's time. And uh, so uh, many years later, we were able to, to come together and, uh, and turn this into a movie. So uh, it, it definitely was a God story. And, and, you know, it's been said before that it's a miracle any movie ever gets made. Uh, but the first miracle was this and us getting together to, uh, to get things started. So much more than coincidental, all these bumping oh, yeah. into each other incidents. These are God moments. And oh, we'll yeah. talk a little bit more about the movie in the second in a second. But let's uh, let let our audience actually see the trailer right now. Oh, hey, Paul, I set you up in a pro-am charity golf tournament. Heavy hitter coming in from Asia. Your entire purpose for being there. Connect us to the 20 billion dollar man. Money. Paul McAllister is off to a big start. Would you have time to talk about some business ideas I have? Sure. After I meet your family? About the putter? You're just not good enough to get that mad. Mom, God's warranty on Dad coming back has expired. I'm moving on. You should too. You have no idea how much I sacrificed to provide for our family. Some things aren't worth sacrificing. Hey, Paul, there is somebody here who I'd love for you to meet. Are you the old pro? <laughs> well, I am old. When was the last time you drove like this? 20 years ago, I guess. Back when I still had my license. How do you see yourself? Not just in golf, but your whole existence, your life. I have a son who hates me, and my wife and I have been separated for about five years. Sounds like your game could use a mulligan. Taking a mulligan is cheating. I play by the rules, or I don't play. 4.5 million to us, a 50% ROI. Thank you, thank you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Your dad's not gonna be able to make Mom, not... I, okay, I know he's not gonna come. No! What kind of God allows his people to suffer so much pain? Your son has moved in with you. Sometimes God uses seemingly bad things for good. I'm not sure I like his methods. It's about believing. This never was about golf, was it? I think my work here is done. Ladies and gentlemen, make your tea time. So that's very exciting to see this, uh, this God project come to fruition from a book to now a full-length feature film. But we know that this is so much more than golf. I mean, golf is a lot of fun. Mm. There's so many stories to learn from golf, but there, there's, a, there's actually some big stories that tie into lead like Jesus as well. Ken, talk about what golf stands for to you. What is this game of life first uh, uh, concept that you talk about sometimes? Well, I think uh, God created the golf, you know, because it's, uh, 
we always kid it spells game of life first because sometimes you're playing better than you should and you got to deal with with success and then sometimes you're playing worse than you should you got to deal with failure sometimes you get good shots you don't deserve sometimes you get good shots you do deserve sometimes you get bad shots you don't deserve you sometimes you get bad shots you do deserve all in four and a half hours <laughs> and so uh if people are having a problem uh, on the golf course, they probably have problems in life. And that's what happens to the main character in the, in the movie, Paul, uh, because uh, he's so into his work and all. He's ended up being separated from his wife, hasn't talked to his son in years and all that kind of thing. And so uh, he uh, obviously needs a mulligan. <laughs> he needs a second Needs chance. a do-over. So you mentioned Paul and some of the other characters. So Wally, what was it like seeing these characters come to life before your eyes? Um, pretty amazing from having to, uh, you know, starting out uh, almost 20 years ago with uh, creating the old pro in my mind. Uh, it started out as a writing about the old pro and four kids that he took out for lessons and taught him about life through the book. And then um, we transferred it over to the old pro meeting a corporate man. Um, so uh, it, it was great to just see it come alive. Uh, I think I cried through most of it the first time I saw it because, you know, when you write a book, it's all mental. It's the imaging in your mind of the story. And uh, now all of a sudden you're seeing the actual story coming to your mind. Uh, Pat Boone is just the ideal old pro. I think people are going to fall in love with them. And the reason I really wrote the book was, was that the old pro is a is a perfect disciple of mm. Christ. He, you know, he's the lead like Jesus guy. And, uh, you know, if he was in business, he would be a great representative. But, you know, we want people to represent Christ as he lives in them. Then we become his eyes and his, mm. his ears and his hands. And definitely uh, we want people as they see Pat to really see Christ. And to be drawn to this type of person and to realize that they have this type of person that's available to them once they accept the mulligan, then Jesus and the Father, you know, become their friend, their companion. And as it says in 1 John, uh, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So we have this great opportunity to, uh, to have them lead us uh, once we accept that ultimate mulligan. So... So amazing. We, we often talk about supportive relationships that lead like Jesus. So that kind of, that's kind of a, a theme that's being echoed here. And we know that Jesus, when you want to be more like, be more like Jesus, we need to do what he did. And clearly he had these important relationships first and foremost with God, the father, as you mentioned, and the spirit, but he also had relationships with 12 disciples that he did mm -hmm. life with for three years. And so we, we talk about supportive relationships being rooted in accountability and in grace and, mm -hmm. you know, people that will help us live out the calling that's in our lives. And so you mentioned a couple of the characters and a couple of the, the actors. And so I got to ask you, Rick, what was it like for you to work with Eric Close and Pat Boone and, and even these two guys? These two fellows were in the movie, too. They were. Well, uh, yeah, Eric is someone that I've known for a while, and uh, we talked about working together. He actually worked on a movie with my son probably five years ago, and so that's when I first met him. And uh, so he kind of was always a guy that I wanted, and, he, and he's a golf nut, too. He loves, and he plays very well, so he was a perfect guy to to do the role, right age. Uh, 
Pat Boone and I have served on a, uh, a national organization called Media Fellowship International for, for many years. And he and I would wind up speaking at different programs together and doing things. And I'd never worked with Pat, but I knew him pretty well through, through that process. And so uh, when, the, when I read the book and really began to put the faces with the names, uh, I could think of nobody else. Uh, you know, Pat mm -hmm. was just perfect. Uh, Pat plays golf twice a week. He, he's uh, 88 years, ago, years old and still has a great game. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he came with, uh, you know, just a, an amazing amount of energy too. I mean, he, he had sometimes four or five pages of lines he had to do in a day. <laughs> and he was, he was right on. I mean, he just yeah. got it every mm -hmm. time and uh, had the energy and sometimes he'd go, he'd spend the day working with us and he'd say, I'm going to go play nine holes and he'd go out and play nine holes on the course. So, uh, just uh, a joy to work with. And uh, you know, the, the thing that I, I love the most about the story is how natural the message of the gospel is given. Mm -hmm. It's not a preachy thing. It's not a beat you over the head thing, but through the, the development of these characters between Paul and the old pro, the old pro very naturally uses the analogy of a do-over, of a, a, of a second chance uh, to relay the gospel and, uh, and what we now call through Wally the mulligan gospel. But uh, in, in doing that, uh, it, it's very natural. And, and even at the point that, that this happens in the movie, which is very dynamic and emotional, Paul says, I'm going to have to think about it. He doesn't just, you know, sign up. You know, he, he walks away. And uh, how many times have we done that? You know, we, we, uh, we know what's the right thing to do, but we, we walk away. But um, obviously there was a Holy Spirit conviction in Paul that brought him back around. And uh, through his relationship with his son, he began to, to pull that together. And, uh, but it's very natural. And so uh, I'm excited about the way they performed uh, because it was so natural. And, it, and, it, and the message is... Uh, is organic. It's something that I think everyone can identify with. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're really excited about you know, putting in front of hundreds of thousands of people and let them see it. So you know, I I was listening to some of the some of the videos, watching some of the videos that were taken while production was happening. You know, kind of little recaps for the day. And uh, I remember one of the persons being interviewed said that this Mulligan concept is so amazing because when we think about even even golf, if you're looking at golf, you know, on the PGA or if it's a sanctioned event, it, there are a lot of their rules and, and there's not a lot of wiggle room there. And when you think about even some of the, the, the messages in the Old Testament with the law, there are rules and not a lot of wiggle room there. But when we're with our friends and we're, we're playing around a golf, we might give each other a mulligan, just like Jesus, our <laughs> ultimate friend, did. And right. so, Ken, talk to us about this mulligan concept. Just even go, dive into it a little more for those that aren't golf fanatics. What does all this mean? Well, the mulligan really started years ago uh, uh, when people on the first tee would not hit a very good shot. Sometimes you come out of the car and you're not loosened up and people say, ah, why don't you take it over? And the, the guy that uh, initially did it, like, wasn't his name Mulligan? Was it? Was, uh, yeah. And uh, so they started calling it the Mulligan. And um, so anybody who's played golf pretty early learns about the Mulligan because we all need a second chance, you know, with yeah. golf. Golf's not a perfectly played, uh, played game. And so that uh, I think that's the wonderful thing about life is to realize that uh, 
even though we're not perfect, if we're forgiven, uh, we can move on and have a relationship with with the Lord, and that uh, you know He gives us that uh, that second chance, uh, and that's what's wonderful here because uh, the old pro Pat Boone says, you know, to uh, uh, to Paul, this we're going to play a special round today. You can take a mulligan on any shot you want. And he said, "Well, that's normally just the first tee." He said, "Yeah, but today you can take a putt over, a chip, anything." He said, "It's going to be fun." In the beginning, he takes a lot of mulligans. After a while, he seems to relax. It doesn't take many mulligans, and he shoots a seventy, and he's never even gotten near breaking eighty. And the old pro is sitting with him, and after the eighteenth hole, and says, "Paul, why do you think he played so well?" He said, "Well, I realized." If I uh, made a mistake, I would be forgiven. Uh, and he said, it made me relax. And he said, well, how would you like to be forgiven every day of your life uh, and have a mulligan? He said, that'd be great. How do I do that? He said, it's not about doing it. It's about believing. He said, what? He said, in Jesus. He said, look, don't get religious with me. <laughs> and I says, I'm not. But the good Lord sent, the, sent Jesus down to kind of play the perfect round and and uh, give you that kind of mulligan. And so it's, a, it's just a wonderful way to introduce to the power of, of the Lord who's here to give us second chances uh, all the time. And so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a pretty special uh, analogy and fun analogy for, for golfers and everybody. Yeah, it's kind of an allegory, I guess. The, the ultimate, the ultimate second chance, the ultimate grace we have is in Jesus, and all this points that way. And so, Wally, what is what is the biggest takeaway? And it, probably that's it. But but I want to hear it in your words. What is the biggest takeaway that you want your audience to walk away from this film having understood? Well, I'm glad you said that because um, I think what I want people to see is not only do they gain eternal life when they accept the ultimate mulligan, they are forgiven forever and through eternity. But the thing I missed in my life for many years is I didn't realize that Jesus comes along beside us as a real person, someone that was a person and still is a person that understands what it's like to live on earth and to have to trust his father. And he comes along beside us and he's with us every second of every day mm -hmm. as a friend, as a, as a brother, to talk to, to walk through life together, to follow him as a disciple, as a, as a brother, as a friend. And I think that's what is so beautiful about this message is when we talk about uh, you go to the first tee, you ask God to forgive you, thank him for the mulligan he's given you by Jesus dying on the cross. And then Jesus stands right there. And the beautiful thing is in the movie, the, uh, Paul thanks Jesus for dying for him. And then he says, I need your help now to walk with me. I want to follow you. And this is a thing that I've found that so many believers, you know, they believe about Jesus, but they don't realize he's really there yeah. to talk to, to walk with, to follow, and to be their friend and companion. So to me, uh, that's, that's the thing that, uh, that I wanted more than anything is to realize that you're never alone that God is always there, that Jesus is always there beside you to, to talk to, to comfort you, to guide you in whatever you're going through in the good and the bad and, uh, and the struggles. So um, that's, I guess that's the most thrilling thing for, for me to see is that people are going to see that, that, you know, we're not talking about Christianity. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about a relationship with him. And the more 
that we can just lift him up and say, I'm about following Jesus. Uh, that's the key. Yeah. I think it's important to understand, Rich, that I don't think Jesus came down here to start a religion. He came down <laughs> here to build yeah. relationships, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And he taught two things that we need to remember. And if all the Christian churches would remember, we would stop all this fighting about, you know, who's got the better denomination and all. I mean, we fight amongst ourselves. <laughs> but Jesus said two things. You'll be known as my disciples by how you love each other. And then he said, judge not, or you shall be judged. And I go, duh. <laughs> how simple is that? Uh, and that's not about religion. That's about relationships. That's a great point, Ken. That's a great point. So, Rick, let me ask you another question. Uh, you mentioned uh, Pat Boone and you mentioned, a, you know, a few things about uh, about the movie itself. Do you have any special memories about being on set? Does anything come to mind? Well, boy, it was, uh, you know, every day is, uh, is, is a new day because you're moving locations and all kinds of different things happen. And a lot of it was fun. But uh, one of the most special times for me, because we, we wanted to make sure that Ken and Wally had their cameos in the movie. And, uh, and I, I think I had to invite Ken about four times before he finally agreed to do it. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he came out and, and I, I said, Ken, it's going to be perfect. You know, you're going to you're going to have a great costume and it's going to be wonderful and you don't have to worry about lines, but it's a very significant part in the movie. And when he walked out, he had this priestly robe on because he played a priest. We <laughs> married this two couple, this couple after they got together. And he yeah, I, I told some people as I was speaking at a business conference yeah, that knew Ken very well, I said he, he had the most expensive costume in the entire movie. But it was like layers and layers and layers of, of stuff. And but it was amazing. And he was perfect in it. So I can't wait till people see that. And they say, wow, that's Ken Blanchard. And uh, so that was fun for me to see that. And, uh, uh, he, he, he just naturally fell into that priest role. <laughs> so so ken do we do we have to call you father now do we call you do we call yeah. you pastor reverend uh, what do we uh, call? Uh, uh, pope pope <laughs> pope blanchard that's right pontiff all right pontiff. <laughs> how about what was it like uh what tell us about wally's role what 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 did wally play once again well oh, you know wally we we had to uh we had to give him something simple so we put him on the golf course and made him a golf pro. And uh, <laughs> he, was, he was great. He actually had two or three times that he shows up in the movie, but uh, he was with uh, you know, one, of the, uh, uh, one of the other principal characters in the movie and their little foursome when they played in the tournament and uh, you know, interacted with them, with them there. And uh, you know, it, it was perfect. It was just great for him. And uh, so we, we wanted to make sure we got them both in the movie. And, uh, you know, yeah. the, the good thing with, with Wally was able to be with us quite a bit of the time. So he interacted with a lot of the talent and was, was there on set. And, you know, if you watch those daily things, he was able to be a part of a lot of that too, and kind of help walk us through the movie as we were making it, which was a lot of fun. Well, yeah. guys, this has been a blast catching up with you and I'm thankful that you, you joined us for this podcast, but, but to our audience out there, uh, stick around. We're going to be releasing a second podcast on the movie, The Mulligan, that will be coming out next week. And so before we, before we go, do any of you fellows have any final parting words for our audience of encouragement? Well, I think that, uh, as Wally was saying, 
Jesus is there for us on a day-to-day -day basis. And some of the religious rites said, how could you call Jesus a caddy? Well, what a more uh, appropriate role because he knows the course, he knows our skills, and he's there to help us live the kind of life that we want to lead. And I, I just think that's wonderful. Wally, one final word from you. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I'm just thrilled about it. And I uh, can't thank the Lord enough for putting us all together and bringing, especially Ken and I together. And uh, he's been such a, an, an incredible friend. Can't thank him enough. And Rick, where can our audience go to find out more information about the movie or purchase tickets to the Mulligan? They can go to uh, the, the mulliganmovie.com website. And uh, they can, it's really, really simple. They can go there, see the trailer, see some information about the movie. And there's several buttons they can click, which will take them to a place where they can buy tickets, literally online there. Uh, they can put in a zip code and find a theater near them. Mm -hmm. uh, all they got to do is put their home zip code in. So it's pretty easy. And uh, we encourage you to do that ahead of time. We expect to sell out a whole lot of theaters. And tickets are going on sale, uh, you know, really three months in advance because of that. So uh, there'll be a lot of group tickets and those kind of things happening as we go, go forward. But uh, just themulliganmovie.com uh, and uh, the rest we can navigate right through to, to find out anything you want to know about the movie or how you can go see it. You heard it there, folks. Themulliganmovie.com. Now, as a special tradition for our podcast, we like to close every podcast in prayer. Join me in prayer, fellas. Heavenly Father, God of glory, you provide the ultimate mulligan for us through your atoning relationship with Jesus Christ and the work he did on the cross. We're so thankful that Jesus came down to earth, took on flesh, and made it possible that sinners just like us could have eternity because of what he did. And we thank you for him. We thank you for the special message of this movie. I pray that the Mulligan movie would just impact thousands and hundreds of thousands and even millions of people in this country and around the world so that they could hear this message of a do-over, this important message of your grace, Lord God. We thank you for who you are, Jesus, and we pray these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this, another, uh, this, this great, important <laughs> conversation around the Mulligan movie here on the Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. Goodbye for now.